You're listening to The Leadership Pod, Episode 7, The Top 5 Soft Skills for Future Leaders. Welcome to The Leadership Pod, the go-to podcast for ambitious emerging leaders. I'm Kara Ronan, leadership expert and your guide to help you build your brand, visibility and influence so you can unlock your leadership potential. Enjoy this episode. Good morning. I'm recording this episode on a lovely morning here in my office. I've done my exercises this morning already. I've had my daily Barocca to keep me energized and sharp, which I'm absolutely going to need because today's weather is about 40 degrees outside Celsius. It's incredibly hot. So this episode today is going to be a little heavier than the other episodes I've recorded so far. It's still going to be interesting, don't worry about that, but I'm going to be drawing from a lot of research that I've read lately about the future of leadership and the skills that will be necessary to succeed as a leader going forward in this new world. The point of this podcast is to prepare you for leadership, and I can't do that without looking at the changing face of leadership and talking about the skills that will be required of future leaders compared to the skills that have been required in the past. So in this episode, because it will be based on research, what I can guarantee is that you'll absolutely finish this episode with a clear understanding of how leadership has changed and what will be required of you in the future. My hope is that with this knowledge, you'll be able to equip yourself with the skills you need to succeed in the future of work. The fact is, many new managers aren't equipped with the soft skills they need to lead a team. They're usually promoted based on the level of technical skill they have or the amount of years they've been working for a company. They're thrown into the role of a leader, but they don't know anything about how to lead a team. And this is where the breakdown occurs in many companies, but it doesn't have to be that way. It often is though because of the lack of soft skills or leadership training for new managers and new leaders. Before I get to the soft skills that you need to have as a leader, I want to first talk about the how the business and the employment, employment landscape in general is changing. It's important that you know this so that you can put into context the skills that are in demand because it is all related. So some of you may have heard about the fourth industrial revolution. So coming after the third industrial revolution, which was a move from agriculture to manufacturing. The fourth industrial revolution is really about artificial intelligence, automation and robotics, which are all on the rise in many companies and industries and how all of this change in technology impacts how we live and work. So AI, so I'm going to refer to artificial intelligence as AI from now on throughout this podcast to make it a bit easier for me. So AI is making many jobs automated, meaning machines can now perform jobs that humans used to perform themselves, but it is limited. So machines are usually used to eliminate transactional work and replace repetitive tasks. So basically, what we're talking about here is the jobs that don't require much thinking or problem solving, which humans excel at, but machines don't. Well, not yet anyway. 
And a lot of people are scared by this shift. And understandably, they're worried about the future of their job. I mean, who wants to, who wants their job to be eliminated and for them to be replaced by a machine? So it's a challenging environment that we're heading into. However, even though jobs may be automated by machines, there's always a part of a job that must be performed by humans. And this is where you come in. Humans, us, we, we have the ability to interpret things, to problem solve, communicate and listen, interact with others with empathy, to give great customer service and to collaborate and work in teams. Machines can't do this, and this is where the human advantage lies. This is your advantage in the disruptive business and work environment. So many jobs today are moving toward what they call hybrid jobs, meaning jobs that bring together both technical skills and soft skills. And people with soft skills in things like imagination, creative thinking, problem solving, good communication, teamwork, adaptability, and emotional intelligence will shine. Particularly for leadership positions, soft skills are in demand. I recently came across a survey, it was done by Deloitte, a Deloitte Access Economics report on uh, soft skill success, and they surveyed just over 3,500 business executives and managers from organizations all over the world in digital firms. And they found that soft skills were more important for determining the success of a leader than technical skills. Now, I know from my experience of working with my clients through workshops, coaching, and also from the people who've enrolled in my video courses, I've had a lot of people from the tech industry actually enroll in my video courses on Udemy. So I can actually agree with this and say that it is absolutely true. People in the tech industry are very much after improving their soft skills right now, especially when they're uh, advancing into leadership. So for you, these are the areas that you need to make sure that you're strong in. So I've talked a little about the change we're seeing in the world of work, and I wanted to talk about that so you understand uh, where this is all coming from, the importance of soft skills for leaders. Now I want to talk about the top five soft skills that you as a future leader need to continue to be relevant to your future employers. And the first soft skill I'm going to talk about is communication. So communication can be very broad. It can include so many types and styles and purposes for communication. So for me to say to you, well, you need to be better at communicating, it's not very helpful for you. You know, if we think about the types of communication that are, that is important to learn as a leader, you could talk about things like spontaneous speaking, assertive communication, uh, communicating to persuade and influence, communicating with empathy, courageous communication, cross-cultural communication, uh, communicating when you give orders, delegate when you give feedback or criticism or respond to feedback or criticism. And then there's public speaking. There are so many different types of communication that you need to learn when you're advancing into leadership. The key thing I have uncovered as a leader is that you need to be able to change and adapt your communication to the specific situation that you are in. And that's a really important element that advanced leaders, established and experienced leaders understand and can do. 
Now, that is an issue for another episode. I'm not actually going to talk about that in this episode, but I will address it in a future episode about how to change your communication to the situation that you're in. But despite communication being the number one soft skill in demand, it's also the one that is in short supply. And I found this through a lot of the research I've read, a lot of the surveys and reports that I've read, communication is often the the skill that is most lacking in future leaders. So it's absolutely something that you need to focus on. Now, the two areas that I want to talk about in this episode relating to communication are getting your voice heard and listening. So let's first look at getting your voice heard. Now, I found that many emerging leaders shy away from this. Uh, You might be able to relate. You might have felt this uh, yourself at one time or another. And it's something that I've spoken about uh, already in the in the episodes that I've already recorded for this podcast. So you might be scared of saying the wrong thing in meetings. You might be worried about what others will think. You might be worried that people will disagree. You might not know how to deal with disagreement. You might be worried about being found out. And these are all reasons that push you to not speak up, to not get your voice heard and to hold back in meetings and in general discussions in the work environment. Now, these are all normal fears. I want you to understand that they are completely normal fears for emerging leaders. And I bet you every emerging leader who advances up the ranks in a company experiences this and feels this way at one time or another. And, you know, even people who are senior level, who are at a senior level in leadership, they will still feel these fears. But the difference is they know how to deal with them and they know how to push them aside so they can get their voice heard. This podcast is all about helping you create more visibility and influence at work and in your own business. You cannot do that if you keep quiet and if nobody knows what you think and feel. So I want you to express your ideas, express your opinions, don't be afraid, express your thoughts and even your feelings. People want to know what is inside your head. People value your opinion. You are a part of that team for a reason. You need to contribute. If you don't contribute, people will start asking, well, why are you there? So that's the first part of communication that I wanted to talk about. The second part is about listening. So yes, communication, getting your voice out there is really important in leadership, but there is another side that makes people a great leader, and that's listening, listening to your team. So you need to show that you can listen to others. You cannot be a leader on your own. It doesn't exist. The only way you can be a leader is if you lead a team. So listening to your team, listening to their thoughts, their opinions, what they say is critical if you want to be successful in leadership. Leadership is not about you being the center of the room. It's about lifting your team and other people you work with so that they can be the center of the room. It's about empowering them to be the best that they can be. And this is a true sign that you're a leader. It's not about ego. There's no narcissism. It's just you leading. 
So listening is really important. Okay, we've established that. Now, how do you listen? How do you listen to people? How do you do that? I get this question all the time. It's not just about sitting there looking at someone and nodding your head when they talk. There's a lot more to listening and showing that you're listening and engaging with that person. Now, the first area that is very, very important in especially in a corporate environment, especially in a group environment such as meetings, is that you need to give your team the permission to talk. And a lot of leaders forget this. They forget that they're going to the meeting, uh, they have a lot of passion for the project, they do all the talking, they tell everyone what to do, and that's it. They don't give anyone else a chance to talk. As a leader, it's very, very important that you give your team the permission to talk. You need to create an environment where they feel safe to talk. I mentioned in a previous episode about psychological safety. That's exactly what this is about, creating an environment, a room, a group where people feel safe expressing their opinions, their feelings and their wants about an issue. If people still hold back, Once, even though you've created this safe environment, then you need to invite them to speak. So a lot of people hold back because they lack confidence. They don't know how to uh, put forward their ideas or their opinions, or they're worried about what other people will think. So you need to invite them to speak. And it's very simple how you do this. You simply say, Kara, what are your thoughts about this issue? Or John, what do you think about what I just said? So it's really easy to invite people to speak into a, in during a meeting. You also need to create the space so they can talk. And what I'm talking about here is in a group situation, you may have some people in that group who are more outspoken than others, some who are more extroverted and others who are more introverted. And those introverted people will tend to hold back. So you as a leader need to be aware of this and you need to create the space so those people who are more on the introverted uh, or shy side actually can get the space to talk because jumping into a chaotic group conversation can be very daunting for people. People interrupt you and you need to take note of this and be aware of this and stop those interrupters to give the space to other people so that they have a chance to say what they think about an issue. Another uh, strategy to for a good listening is to rephrase what people have said. So when somebody uh, give, puts across their thought during a meeting, simply rephrase in your own words what they just said and ask for clarification as well. And these two things together will help that person feel that you've actually listened and heard what they've said and that you've understood it. And it also help, helps other people in the group as well to make sure that everybody's on the same page, to make sure that everybody's of the same understanding about what that person has just said. And of course, pay attention to body language and your own body language. So use body language that shows interest in the other person. Uh, don't use closed body language. Use open body language. Keep uh, a smile or a slight smile on your face. Don't frown. Don't look angry. Don't fold your arms. Don't do any of those defensive things that could make that person think, well, mm, He's not really liking or she's not really liking what I'm saying here. Maybe I'm saying the wrong thing. Okay, you can't make them feel like that. So make sure you use body language that shows interest. The second soft skill is collaboration. 
Now, this is very important for future leaders. Whether you work for a company or run your own business, as a leader, you need to be able to collaborate with other people. And it might sound a little bit contradictory to the fact that workplaces nowadays are increasingly becoming digital, becoming automated and run by AI, you might think, well, why do you even need to collaborate? But surprisingly, you need to collaborate more than before. Why? Because the work that robots and machines cannot perform is work that requires people. Work that includes discussions, thinking outside the box, problem solving, making big plans and strategies for the company. Machines can't do this. This is work that requires collaboration. It requires human interaction and people working together. Now, it doesn't mean that collaboration has to be done in person or in real time. So a lot of companies I'm seeing now are incorporating chatbots, uh, instant messaging, and a lot of the learning and development nowadays is being built online. Uh, a lot of online courses are being incorporated in learning and development strategies for companies. There's also a lot of social learning. So social learning is a new area that has really come about in the last few years or so, and that's something that allows employees across a company to share content with each other, to recommend resources, um, get help or information when they need it. It brings people together who have probably never even met in person. It brings them together on a social level and allows them to learn and develop and grow. So collaboration requires the ability to form and nurture relationships. Of course. So relationship building is huge and it's going to be huge in the future of work. So make sure that you are good at building relationships with your co-workers, with your boss and also with your clients. Now, generally, good relationships lead to a productive work environment. So there's been a lot of studies done on the happiness of employees, the well-being of employees, what makes a productive work environment, how to retain good employees so they don't leave and go to another company. If you have happy employees, it equals a happy work environment. If you have a happy work environment, it's a productive work environment. If you have a productive work environment, then that leads to a revenue generating work environment and a successful company. So it's in your best interest, since you are a future leader, to mold your team, to help them develop good relationships and for you to do also develop good relationships with your team. Now, if you wanted a resource uh, around this, developing relationships with people, then I cannot recommend enough. It's a book. It's a classic book that has been out for a long time, and I'm sure you've already heard of it. Maybe you've even read it. It's How to Win Friends and Influence People by Dale Carnegie. Now, this is an old book, yes, but in my mind, it's what the contents of the book, what he says in the book, is not out of date. It's not old at all. He wrote it for people, how to interact with people. And we are still people. Despite the rise in automation, in robotics, in AI, at the end of the day, we are still people. And we still build relationships the exact same way. 
Now, I also want to point you to another resource that I have. Now, this is one of my video courses, uh, Business Etiquette 101, Social Skills for Success, uh, my course on one of my courses on Udemy. Now, in that course, the reason I'm talking about it is because I talk about the know, like, and trust factor. And that's one of the reasons why people buy that course. It's one of the main things they actually get from that course. They learn how to get people to know them how to get people to like them, and then how to get people to trust them. And it's an actual sequence that you need to go through when you're developing business relationships. So if you're interested in developing relationships <clears throat> and you want to have a look at that course, then head over to Udemy or my website and there'll be information there. I'll probably also link to it in the show notes for you. So the third soft skill that you need to learn as a future leader is critical thinking and problem solving. Now, the business world is changing so rapidly. I've already spoken about that a lot. Strategies need to be implemented and changed quickly in many companies to deal with this change. And now, it's partly, partly due to the fact that technology has changed the way that we live and work, but employers, they are always looking for people who can adapt to these changes and use their creative or critical thinking to solve problems. And you, as a leader, need to show that you can do that. If you think of Uber, you've probably used Uber. You're probably a client of Uber. Think of the impact that's had on the taxi industry ever since Uber started. Now, I wouldn't say the taxi industry was adapting to this change in the market. At first, when Uber came in, there was a lot of resistance. They went to government organizations to try to get Uber uh, stop to stop operating in the city or in the country. The taxi industry hadn't had competition for a long time, if ever, really. So they weren't prepared for this change and they certainly weren't ready to adapt quickly so their business could continue. But that's what business is about. You don't see competition coming. You don't see those changes coming. But astute leaders do. They're always keeping their eye out for future possible changes in their industry or for that would impact their company. Now, there are still taxis around, so they haven't completely been eliminated and they do have their own benefit. You know, people may prefer to take a taxi than take an Uber for their own reasons. But what's sure is that Uber has definitely done some damage on the taxi industry because they didn't change fast enough. They didn't see this change coming. Now, they've also moved into disrupting, you know, the transport industry, of course, but food delivery industries, you know, what is next? I recently read that uh, Uber is actually jumping into helicopter rides from Manhattan to JFK Airport for about $200, which gets people to the airport in eight minutes, as opposed to what I think is normally for memory. Uh, I lived in New York for one year and I went to JFK. I think for memory, it took like 30, 40 minutes to get to JFK Airport from Manhattan. So there's been a lot of disruption, you know, and where is it going to stop? Where will it stop? We have no idea. So this disruption is happening all over the world and in so many different industries. And it's all because of IT, tech, AI, robotics, automation. All of these things are happening. We can't ignore them and we cannot run away from them. So where does this leave you? 
as a future leader. Well, you need to make sure that you equip yourself with the skills to still be relevant in your industry and to your, your employer in the future. What you're doing right now, listening to this podcast, is a fantastic first step in the right direction. But you need to show and demonstrate that you have critical thinking skill, that you have problem solving skill before you reach leadership. So that when problems come out of left field, you'll be able to deal with them on the spot. For example, when competitors are changing their strategy, you may need to adapt your strategy as well. When customers' preferences or change or when the problems they deal with that you can help with change, you need to catch up with that. You need to make sure that you are still a solution to their problems. If you listen to episode two of this podcast where I talked about how you need to demonstrate you have leadership ability before you ever land a leadership position, then you will already be in that frame of mind that you need to be aware of these changes and show that you have this leadership ability before you get promoted. Because remember, your boss, your manager, hiring managers, they're very risk averse. The fourth soft skill is emotional intelligence. Now, this is the advantage that humans have, but machines don't. So you can't teach a computer or a program to be emotionally intelligent. But a question I often get is, you know, what is emotional intelligence? We often talk about this all the time, but what is it really? Well, it's a concept. It was first used in 1990 in a research paper by two psychology professors, John D. Mayer of University of New Hampshire and Peter Salovey from Yale. And they described emotional intelligence as this. Emotional intelligence is the ability to accurately perceive your own and others' emotions, to understand the signals that emotions send about relationships, and to manage your own and others' emotions. So there are two sides to emotional intelligence. You need to have a high level of self-awareness to understand your own emotions and the impact those emotions have on others, and you need to be able to understand and decipher other people's emotions as well. Why is this important in leadership? Because leadership requires a lot more than having good technical skill. And this is one of the areas that I often work with my clients on. They have a great level of technical skill, so they get promoted. But when they're in charge of a team, they don't know how to lead people. They often lack in emotional intelligence, which enables them to lead people well. Daniel Goleman, you may have heard of him, you may have read some of his books. He summed up perfectly the importance of emotional intelligence and leadership. In an article he wrote for Harvard Business Review, it was, the article was called What Makes a Leader? He wrote, the most effective leaders are all alike in one crucial way. They all have a high degree of what has come to be known as emotional intelligence. It's not that IQ and technical skills are irrelevant. They do matter, but they're entry-level requirements for executive positions. And this article, it continues outlining the five elements of emotional intelligence, which are very useful for all emerging leaders. It's a great article to read. I uh, recommend you find it, and I will also link to it in the show notes so you can have easy access to it to continue your learning about emotional intelligence around leadership. 
So if you've just been put into a leadership position because of your high level of technical skill, that's fantastic. But I want you to take a step back for a moment and really analyze your emotional intelligence and ask yourself, is it good enough for you to succeed in leadership? If you feel it's an area that you need to work on, then seek out resources, materials, and training that can help you. Now, building your emotional intelligence, it is a long-term process, but we need to start somewhere. Okay, so start somewhere, work on one area of your emotional intelligence, slowly build up that skill, and then work on the next. The fifth soft skill And the last one we're going to be talking about in this podcast that's important for uh, emerging leaders is change agility. Now, this is the call for agile leaders, so people who can lead through change. Now, I've already discussed a lot in this episode about how the world of work is changing, the impact of AI, automation, robotics. So we can't deny the world of work is changing. People, companies need leaders who can lead through change. Now, we have no idea what is going to be the next Uber, uh, which industry it's going to impact, which companies it's going to impact. We have no idea what is going to happen in the future. The future of business, it's a lot more unknown and unpredictable than it was 20 years ago. So because of that, current and future leaders need to be change agile leaders to be successful. What this means for you is you need to be able to respond to change. Seize opportunities when they come to you and don't wait too long to actually change because your competitors will do it before you. Sometimes you need to throw out old models and old ways of doing business. If you've ever worked for a company that refuses to change because they want to continue doing things the way they've always been done, then you'll know exactly what I'm talking about here. This stubborn mindset prevents you from being able to see challenges and see changes when they're approaching. This is exactly what the taxi industry did when Uber first started. You also need to develop new ways of doing business. That's what Uber has done. They've changed the taxi industry. They saw an opportunity. So develop new new ways of doing business, but it keeps you ahead of the competition. Instead of being a follower, you will be a leader. If you keep on top of the changes in your business and industry, you'll be able to identify skills that might become important in the future. You won't lag behind the competition. You'll be ahead of it. You also need to fight the resistance to change. So whenever there's a change, the natural human reaction is resistance. If you've ever had to communicate change or direction on to a team, a change of direction of a project to a team, you've probably experienced this. People clam up, people disagree, people object. Physically, their body language becomes very defensive. This is where you need to tap into your emotional intelligence to identify the resistance and know how to respond to it. Get them to open up their minds, change their way of thinking, open up to those new possibilities. And I found the best way of doing this is making sure you share your why. Why is this changing? Why do you need to do things differently? Why? As humans, we always want to know the why. So if you want your team on board with you, if you want to persuade them, to deal with that change with you and work with you on this, 
you need to communicate the why. Now, that revolves around persuasive communication. That is a whole other topic that I will uh, include in a future podcast episode. We have covered a lot of content in this episode today, and I've actually gone longer than the previous episodes. Uh, But I hope you have found a lot of valuable tips and insights and, uh, you know, new ways of looking at things for the world of work. At the end of the day, soft skills are important for you to be successful and relevant as a future leader. And in this episode, we talked about five soft skills for future leaders. First was communication. Second, collaboration. Third, critical thinking and problem solving. Fourth, emotional intelligence. And five, change agility. Now, you should have a much clearer understanding of how the business landscape is changing and how AI, automation, and robotics has and will impact the world of work. But because you've listened to this episode, you won't be left behind. Now, I know that technical skills alone don't make you a great leader. You need a combination of both technical skill to get promoted to that high-level position, but also soft skills so you can learn to manage and grow a team. The five skills I talked about in this episode are a great starting point for you. So I encourage you, if you want to continue your learning, I encourage you to seek out resources. You can take a look at my website, Executive Impressions, where I have many other resources that can help you on your leadership journey. And if you're on LinkedIn, then please send me a request to connect because I share lots of tips and insights in my LinkedIn posts. I'm really active on LinkedIn uh, and I would absolutely love to connect with you. Well, I hope you have enjoyed this episode. Next week for episode eight, I'm doing a special Q&A episode again. And this is one, this one's all about how to craft an expert about section for your LinkedIn profile. So if improving your LinkedIn profile was one of your new year's resolutions for 2020, then you'll want to tune into this episode. And if you like this episode, then please leave a review on the iTunes platform and don't forget to share it with your colleagues and friends. Have an amazing week and I'll talk to you again very soon. I just wanted to let you know about an article I've published on the Executive Impressions website, which will be a great resource for you to continue your learning around the soft skills that are important for future leaders. So this article is called 21 Soft Skills Future Leaders Need to Succeed. It's available on the Executive Impressions website and I'll link to it in the show notes. Well, I hope you enjoyed this episode of The Leadership Pod. Thank you so much for listening. If you did find some useful tips in this episode, then please leave your review on iTunes or on your favorite podcast platform. And don't forget to share this episode with your colleagues. Remember, they might benefit from these insights too. And I would love to hear from you via my website or social media. You can leave a note at executive-impressions.com or find me on LinkedIn, Facebook, or Instagram. The links are on my website. Take care and thanks again for listening.